Vox Quick Hits. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You would think it would be safe to assume that food that says it's expired is actually expired. You check the label at the grocery store to make sure the milk you're about to buy still has some time on it, or you throw away the yogurt in your fridge that says it was best to eat a week ago. But what if everything we think about food labels is wrong? Or what do we even know about food labels at all? When you think about it, what the little stickers on items even say isn't really consistent. Alyssa Wilkinson is a senior reporter at Vox. She recently did a deep dive into all of this that was pretty surprising. What food labels do and don't mean, how they're all decided, and how they contribute to food waste. It turns out you might not be able to trust those expiration dates so much after all. This is Tell Me More. I'm Emily Stewart. So... You have done a little bit of a dive into how expiration dates on food labels maybe don't mean anything or at least mean what we think they mean. Have I just been throwing away perfectly good food this whole time? (laughs) Yep, you and me both have been doing that. So it's important to know that they're not really expiration labels, even though that's what we think of. And I was signaling a air quotes around that, they're actually more about when the food manufacturer or distributor thinks the food will taste best. There's one big exception here, which is infant formulas, and those dates actually do have to do with expiration. But everything else, they're more like suggested guidelines. So the important things to know about date labels on food in the U.S. is that they're not standardized across states, even across municipalities, across food types, and they have very little to do with food safety in most cases. Instead, those dates um, are kind of haphazard. Sometimes they can be confusing, and they're placed uh, voluntarily on the food by the manufacturer. And yet, most of us actually think of them as expiration dates. So I sometimes go through that ritual where I go through my fridge, and I look at the date on everything, and I throw out things that have gone out of date. But instead, I discovered while working on the article, really, I should have been tasting and sniffing them to see whether they were still edible. Yeah, it's funny. There's actually a grocery store right across the street from me that I've stopped going to because I keep buying stuff that I then look at the date when I get home and and it's like close Mm -hmm. to expired or expired. And and maybe I have the wrong wrong take on that store. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny because in New York State, where, where we live, there aren't actually a lot of rules about these dates. And that's different from other states. In some states, there are many rules. In some states, for instance, milk has to be tossed by the grocery store within 21 days of the date on the label. In some states, it's 14. Uh, In some states, there's nothing. So it's all over the map. And this means that 
food manufacturers, for instance, sometimes have to print different labels for different states, which kind of adds to their economic burden. Um, and it also means that grocery stores sometimes are wasting a lot of food. People are afraid to donate the food in case someone gets sick off of something that's quote unquote expired. And it means that in the U.S., we're actually wasting something like 40% of the food we mm-hmm. produce. You got at this a little bit, but why isn't there any standardization here? This seems like something the government should be telling, I don't know, food makers what to do. Well, it's interesting because... You know, date labels weren't on foods until around World War II, and the country started to get less agricultural and, you know, kind of moving away from growing the food yourself or buying it from your local grocer and instead going to supermarkets. Um, And this was just industrialization at work. And at first, the date labels were these really hard to decipher codes that were designed for grocers to know when to rotate their stock. But it turned out that people who shopped for food wanted to know what the labels meant. And so there were these brochures that were created to kind of like decipher the labels. And eventually, manufacturers realized that they actually could kind of use the labels as a marketing tool and tell people like, look, we're going to put a date right on the label so you know. Is it fresh? Is it the most fresh it can be? What kind of situation are we in when we're buying this food? And at that point in the 1970s, the federal government started trying to enact legislation to standardize the labels across the country. But they failed for various reasons, you know, private interests, just like complicated matters, the reasons that bills fail in Congress all the time. And there have been movements in the decades since to try to do this over and over again, and it just never quite passes. So the burden has basically fallen on state and sometimes local legislatures to pass laws within their state for how food will be treated, but it varies wildly based on what region you're in, what state you're in, and it means that something might look like it's quote-unquote expiring faster in New York than it does in Connecticut or something like that, when in fact it's just a date that has to do something with freshness. Mm-hmm. Then does that mean food labels are a scam? I wondered this myself. Honestly, this was the thing behind why I wanted to write this article. Because to me, if I was a very unscrupulous food manufacturer, then I would put a very short date on my food, and that way people would throw it out and buy more because they couldn't use it up fast enough. I asked Emily Broadleib, who is the director of a center at Harvard that has studied this and has authored several studies. She kind of laughed and said, well, you know, you can definitely think that it's not like out of the realm of possibility. But really, the better way to think about this is that most food manufacturers are trying to protect their brand. So they want you to eat their food at the point where they think it tastes best, and that way you'll go back and buy more of it. Um, If you buy yogurt, for instance, and you eat it a little past its peak and it tastes a little weird, then you might go buy a different brand of yogurt. Or say you bought some chips and you ate them a little past the point where they think the texture is most pleasing, then you might say, "Eh, I don't like these chips. I'm going to get different chips the next time. So they're trying to give you a ballpark date, not for when the food is safe to eat, but rather when it's closest to their ideal for the food texture, taste, and all those things. But as most of us can attest, because we've eaten them when we're very hungry, slightly stale chips, they're fine. They're not going to hurt you. Yogurt is good kind of forever (laughs) because it's already cultured. And so many types of foods are still completely edible and 100% safe past you know, whatever the date is on the label, the date is just there to make sure 
that you eat it at its peak freshness. But this also contributes to the country's food waste problem, right? If we're throwing away things that that we shouldn't be or if the grocery store is. Yeah, it hugely, hugely contributes. So like I said, 40% of food in America pretty much ends up like in a landfill or plowed back into the ground or is wasted in other ways. A lot of it has to do with these dates and confusion about what they mean. Harvard Food Law and Policy Clinic found in 2013 that the average American family was wasting like basically between $1,300 and $2,300 a year, which is an incredible amount of money. But environmentally, it's bad. So 25% of the fresh water in the U.S. goes towards food that then is not eaten. Mm-hmm. 21% of input to landfills nationwide is food. That's 50% over what it was in 1974. If you go to a landfill, you will potentially see lots of food that probably was perfectly edible when it was placed there, but it's been tossed out. And the biggest number and the one that really shocked me was that 42 million people in the U.S. are living with some level of food insecurity and hunger. They have difficulty obtaining food or they have difficulty paying for food or they live in a place where it's kind of a food desert, um, all these different things. I think a lot of us have actually experienced food insecurity in our lives. And 42 million is a huge number of people. And if they're relying on food banks or things like this, then it'd be great if we could move some of the food in that direction that's getting wasted. And not all the food is wasted because of the dates. There are other reasons. Grocery stores prefer produce that's up to a certain aesthetic standard, and the other stuff might get tossed. And so there's many different ways to attack this problem, but certainly labels are part of it. I remember like reading in your story also when it comes to grocery stores, like people like going to grocery stores that look like they're more full, right? Like that has something to do with this too. Yes, exactly. So if you think about it, if you walked into a grocery store and the shelves were half empty, (laughs) you would have some questions and you might not even return to that supermarket. They've also found this on farm stands, for instance. You know, if there's like one turnip left in the basket, nobody will buy the turnip because they're just sort of subliminally think there's something wrong with it. Whereas if it's a full basket of turnips, people will buy them. So grocery stores build in shrinkage. Um, They build in food that they think they will end up getting rid of or tossing just to make sure that people buy food from them. It's sort of counterintuitive when you say it out loud, but when you think about it, it makes sense. So this is an issue, right? Um, And some states even bar grocery stores from donating or selling out-of-date foods to food banks or at a discount or anything like that. There are businesses that have popped up to try and alleviate this. I talked to someone at Imperfect Foods, which I actually subscribe to, which buys and packages things that are nearing their date or ugly produce. Um, Misfits Markets is another one, and there's plenty of other ones across the country that kind of try to pick up that extra stuff from grocery stores and make it into people's kitchens and thus cut down on waste. But, you know, there's still plenty of food that's essentially getting wasted because we're not used to eating things that aren't up to a particular glossy standard. Mm -hmm. So how do we fix this? Like, I guess I should be sniffing my yogurt or milk before I throw it out. What else should I be doing? But also, I think on a policy level, is there a way that this finally kind of gets fixed? 
So there's a lot of solutions here or a lot of pieces that can build together to create a solution. Like you said, I think a big part of this is for us to just become more comfortable with trying out the things that we're about to throw out and see if they taste or smell bad. I talked to Tamar Adler, who has written about this issue several times, and she said, you know, look, if we could just trust our taste buds, which have developed to protect us, then we would be okay in a lot of cases. If we bought the amount of food that we needed and then we tested it before we threw it away by tasting it, it's not going to hurt us, but we might save food that way and save money and all of those good things. But there are some other things too. If we were to, for instance, in the U.S., enact some kind of federal legislation that standardized these labels that already exist, that would help. That would create a fact-based way to evaluate food. Also, we might change the kinds of labels because there's all kinds of labels you see. You see best if used by, you see used by, you see freshest by, you see packaged by. There's all these kinds of dates. So if we could come up with a standard, then that would mean that we always knew what we were looking at. And the suggestion that working groups have come up with is best if used by for a quality date or used by for a safety date, like use this or it will go bad. And then another big part of this is just a public health education program. And this has been going on in Europe. Um, I've actually gotten several emails from people in Europe telling me about their different countries' programs to make sure that they understood labels. A recent one that was brought up to me is in the UK. There's been posters up that have been aiming to educate the public about, you know, taste it, smell it, and then think about it before you throw it out just to reduce waste. So public education would really help. And I know this because, you know, honestly, a lot of this information has been publicly available for years. Uh, but I talked to a lot of people right before I wrote the piece and everyone was like, oh, I throw things out by the expiration date because I don't want to get sick. Um, so there's still kind of a disconnect there. And if we could change the narrative and change our framework for how we look at the food in our refrigerators, then we might start to actually change the system. Yeah. I mean, I've maybe I should start going back to that grocery store at the very least. I'm sorry to them. <laughs> um, the one big exception is like deli meats and deli salads and things that you don't heat up. And uh, several people I talked to said, you know, you got to kind of be careful with those, uh, your sliced turkey or your macaroni salad that you bought off the deli cart, because those kinds of foods can pick up listeria in the production process. But things like milk, for instance, pasteurized milk shouldn't have pathogens in it. That's the whole point of pasteurization. You can test eggs. You can visually see if your produce is still okay to eat or figure out a way to salvage floppy produce or things that are starting to turn. So there's lots of ways to interact with your food in safe ways that actually reuse and make sure that there's less waste. So like throw away the old ham, but see whether or not the egg floats. Yes, that's right. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for being here. Thank you. Alyssa Wilkinson is a senior reporter at Vox, and you can find her on Twitter at Alyssa Marie. I'm Emily Stewart, and this is Tell Me More. This episode was produced by Sophie Lalonde and engineered by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions. Hi, all. This is Emily. Tell Me More is taking a little break for the rest of the summer. 
Vox Quick Hits will continue to have new episodes on Mondays and Fridays from the best money I ever spent, Ask a Book Critic, and What to Watch. Tell Me More will be back in September, and we'll have some new, exciting things in the works, too. See you in the fall.